I'm going to talk about uh, industry academic uh, partnerships, leveraging funding. Um, if you're a, uh, a startup and, and you have some cash, um, your investors will want to see that you're able to double, maybe triple the amount of money that they put in in order to, in order to get some work done. Some of the programs I talk about, they're, they're provincial. Um, so it'll just depend on, on, on where you are. Other ones are, uh, other ones are more federal. So I'm Kevin Buckin. I'm, I'm the director of the Office of Innovation and Community Engagement at St. Mary's University in, uh, in, in Halifax. Um, my office uh, is part of Springboard Atlantic. So what, what Springboard is, in a, in a nutshell, is it's a collection of all the, the tech transfer offices, the offices equivalent to mine, um, across, uh, uh, across Atlantic Canada. And there are basically two main functions. One is to commercialize the intellectual property that's developed within the institution. Typically, this is developed by the faculty members. Students are involved in that in some way. And then we help put together uh, um, the, the business case, help protect the, protect the intellectual property, um, and either license the IPO to an existing company or, in some cases, create, uh, create a spin-off company based on that IP. The other side of what we're all involved with is working with companies um, to allow them to access the brain power within the institution. As you can imagine, there's a wealth of knowledge within, within all the different departments at the different universities. And um, often there's companies that have some shortcoming. They don't have expertise in whether it's data science, whether it's chem uh, chemist, um, something along those lines. So we work together with, the, uh, with the, uh, the company. We find the right faculty. We also act as a little bit of a filter. Um, so, so we, we work the faculty uh, um, and, and help put, put together projects. Some of those projects, that could be two to three days worth of, worth of work, or they could be two to three years worth of work, and it really depends on the opportunity. I'm going to walk through a series of, uh, a series of uh, um, programs that we use, basically baby steps along the way. Very rarely will you come into an opportunity where you come across a company and they say, yes, we want to put in several hundred thousand dollars into this project without having worked with the faculty before, without having worked with the university before. So there's some steps you can take in order to build that relationship on both sides. It acts as a, as a, a review process for both sides because just like there's some faculty that uh, companies don't want to work with, there's some companies that we don't want to work with, to be blunt. So we work together to make sure that it's a good relationship for everybody. So in a nutshell, that's what Springboard is. So there are 19 members throughout Atlanta, Canada. And if you get in touch with, uh, with a member at one of the, one of the universities, um, you're accessing the whole network. Over the course of Springboard, um, it's, it's really nice to see how it's evolved, and it's not necessarily uh, um, extremely competitive between the universities. It's much more collaborative. And for example, if I'm meeting with a company and they want some expertise in something that we don't, have the, we don't have the expertise in, then I'll put them in touch with the person at another university to get that expertise. Um, I'm not going to try to, to, to sort of shape that project to make sure that we could do it if there's no value to the company. I don't want to waste people's time. I don't want to waste faculty's time. I don't want to waste company's time. So if we don't have the expertise to do it, we'll say we don't have the expertise to do it, and we'll put you in touch with somebody that does. And it's a very, very collaborative uh, uh, group, of, uh, group of people. Again, there, there are people at, at all the universities, so people from, uh, from New Brunswick, if you want to get in touch with the folks at uh, UNB or, or University of Moncton, um, you can get in touch with me, and I can put you in touch with those people there. Um, same thing in Halifax, uh, same thing in, uh, in uh, uh, Newfoundland. So, again, very, very collaborative network. So in Atlantic Canada, it's, it's a very unique place. Um, there are the ecosystem, the whole startup ecosystem, there is so much support here. 
And I don't think people realize how much support there is out there. And there's well over 30, uh, 30 organizations that help support young companies, um, whether those are industry associations, um, you've got uh, ACOA and other federal funders, such as IRAP and NSERC, um, a whole network of incubators and accelerators, angel networks. AFRED is a, is a database of all the scientific equipment available at universities in Atlantic Canada. So say, for example, you're a company and you need access to um, a mass spec. You can uh, go into AFRED, type in mass spec in the location that uh, you're located or, or make, it, make the search broader, and you can find out what equipment is there. Then you contact the, uh, the tech transfer office at that university. The uh, uh, contact information is there, and they can put you in contact with who, works, uh, who, who runs that uh, piece of equipment, allow you to access it. There's a lot of very, very expensive equipment sitting at the universities. A lot of it gets utilized. There's also some downtime. So rather than have a whole series of companies have their own piece of multi-million piece of uh, multi-million dollar piece of equipment, um, utilize the equipment that's there. So, so AFRED, that's, a, that, that's uh, us, um, an uh, opportunity we have here. Um, I mentioned Springboard, the, uh, the 19 interconnected universities um, and colleges across Atlantic Canada. Again, it's a very, very close-knit group. So in Atlantic Canada, there really is a two-degree, um, two degrees of separation. If you don't know somebody, chances are somebody that you know knows somebody that can address your problem. So the one take-home that I want everybody to have here, if you have any questions, reach out and ask. Um, whether it's a tech transfer person at one of the universities, whether it's somebody at one of the different organizations here, start the conversation. They can put you in contact with the people that would know the answer to your, uh, to your uh, um, question. One of the things that, uh, that my office does routinely is meet with uh, companies at an early stage in their research um, to get a better sense of what they're looking for and how they want to uh, develop their technology and then put together the different pieces um, from the different uh, programs, from the different organizations to get what the company needs to get it done. And this all starts with a conversation. So please, the, the one take home is, is reach out. If, you, if you're not already engaging with, uh, with the university partner at one of the at, uh, universities or at one of the colleges, start the conversation, reach out and have a 30 minute conversation and then see where it takes you. Now, why in the world would anybody actually want to work with an academic institution? There are a lot of, I've outlined some of the benefits already. I'll go through a couple, uh, a couple here as well. Um, by partnering with an academic institution, it gives you access to world-class brain power. The people working in these, uh, in these labs, regardless of whatever university you're at, are the, the, the top of their field. They know what they're doing. And if you have a challenge, why not go to some of the best people in the world to answer your questions? Um, so you get access to them. Um, you, can, you get access to different equipment and tools similar to the, uh, the AFRED database that I talked about. Um, so equipment that you don't have on site at your company, you can tap into what's available at the universities. So that's available there. One of the biggest benefits of partnering with an academic institution, and I go through a couple of the, uh, the programs available, is you get to work with some of the younger students that in many cases it turns into a pipeline for future employees for the company. You get to work with these individuals for, uh, uh, say, a six-month project. It's a six-month job interview. And these are students that are keen, they're knowledgeable in the space, and when they're graduating, they will be looking for a job. So they already have been exposed to you, you've been exposed to them. So it's a great pipeline to get, uh, um, get new students in, uh, and uh, people into your, uh, into your companies. Working with universities as well, it, uh, it adds credibility to the work that you're doing, and it can increase, uh, increase your company profile. 
depending on the project, most, most universities will be involved uh, in some sort of, a, there'll be some sort of a story, some sort of a press release talking about the relationship, and that gets your company name out, uh, out into the press a little bit more. And then another reason to partner with is the ability to leverage the money that you have into making it uh, um, a larger project to uh, get a bigger uh, bang for your buck for the projects that you get involved with. Now, uh, a word of warning, there's no such thing as free money with all the programs that I talk about. Some, some don't require actual cash, some do. But keep in mind that with any program that the company gets involved with, there's a big time commitment. Um, the company has to be involved. Otherwise, there's no point in getting the project done. The company has to be invested in and needs to work out, to, needs to see the benefit of, of being involved. So there will be some reporting requirements, then there will be some time commitment, time commitment on behalf of the company. But that's a small, in my opinion, it's a small price to pay to, uh, in order to, to get all the, uh, the benefits. So now I'm going to walk through a couple uh, different funding, uh, funding pathways that we typically use um, working with companies. Different programs have different company eligibility. So um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of each program, but it is something to be aware of because uh, um, you want to know what you're getting into beforehand. But again, the best way to learn the specifics is to reach out to somebody at one of the uh, text transfer offices at one of the universities, and we can, we can walk you through these. So most universities and colleges now have a relationship with IRAP. Um, IRAP, the, the uh, Industrial Research Assistance Program, it's a branch of NRC, the National Research Council. And what IRAP's purpose is, is to work with companies to de-risk their research and development of new products. So universities have a relationship with, uh, um, with, uh, with IRAP where we have a pot of funds each year to allow companies to access the brain power for a small project, two to three days of a faculty's time, uh, maximum budget $5,000, students can get hired for a portion of that as well, to allow something to happen. The company gets some deliverable at the end, they get some answers to some of their problems. Um, now, obviously because it's small, it's not going to solve everything, but it gives, it gives a chance for something to happen. It, it's, it starts a conversation. So we have, uh, um, typically that's, that's where we start a lot of our opportunities is, is through IRAP. And then, depending on the outcomes there, um, another program, so with NSERC, so I'll just back up for a second. So NSERC, the National Science Engineering Research Council, um, it's one of the tri-councils that funds academic research. Um, SHRC funds social science, CIHR funds uh, um, health and, and, and medical science, and then NSERC funds science and engineering. Most of the work we do falls under the NSERC banner. Um, in the last federal budget, NSERC announced that they're going to be redoing all of their uh, uh, partnership programs. I've got a meeting next week in, uh, in Halifax with NSERC reps, um, and they're going to walk through what some of these proposed changes are. I tried to get them out of them beforehand to see what, uh, what these changes are in the programs. I don't know. I don't know if, um, if these... What I expect is the programs that I outlined today will likely exist in some capacity. They'll be known by a different name, um, and there could be some small tweaks. But from everything we've been told is we're operating business as usual until NSERC makes these changes. So I'm presenting things as they are now, knowing that sometime between now and then, um, we are dealing with federal government at times, um, will, uh, um, those changes will be made. So I don't, know what, uh, um, I don't know the timeline for that exactly. So after the IRAP, we, there's a, a program called the NSERC Engage, which is uh, um, $25,000 is available for, uh, 
for the, uh, the company to use to, to access uh, um, some aspect within the university for a, for a six-month project. Um, students get involved with this, um, a little bit of equipment and materials, those are all eligible costs, and all the IP, the intellectual property from, uh, from the Engage project is, is owned by the company. It's pretty easy from, from both sides. Everybody knows that from, uh, from the get-go. So that's often the next stage. Followed that, there's what's called the NSERC Engage Plus. This is similar to the Engage, but where the company puts in $12,500 and then NSERC puts in $12,500 for, uh, for another $25,000 six-month project. The reviews of these are usually pretty quick, so you're able to get these projects underway, uh, underway quickly. And if you have an Engage Plus um, to get to, uh, or you have an Engage to get to an Engage Plus, you're looking at uh, um, the approvals there are done not instantaneously, but very, very quickly, so it allows you to keep any momentum that you have going. So following the, uh, the uh, Engage, then what we can turn it into what's called a CRD, a Collaborative Research and Development Grant. And basically, for every dollar the company puts in, um, the company can also put in a dollar in kind, which is usually pretty easy to, to piece together. Then NSERC will put in uh, $2. So you basically get two-to-one leveraging for that. These projects, they can range from 60000 up to, well, technically there's no upper limit, but you're looking at around 500000 sort of realistically that's, uh, that's sort of the upper limit, and these projects run from a year to, uh, a year to three years. Another, another sort of suite of programs that, uh, that companies can tap into um, are most, pro most provinces have their own different, uh, different types of, of, of projects. Unfortunately, I don't think PEI has much of a, a voucher program. I'm hoping that'll change because it's a very, very valuable uh, program that uh, Nova Scotia's been running it now for about 10 years. How that program works is companies apply to um, a department within the province um, for a project that would be either uh, $15,000 or $25,000 uh, worth of work to be done at a university. They work with the universities and the colleges to uh, put together these applications. Then the province awards the money, the work gets done, um, and the company gets, again, some sort of report, some sort of benefit for the money that they put into that, uh, um, into that project. And in, with that one, the, the eligibility for the company is pretty low. Um, so if you're not eligible for other programs, you may be eligible for that voucher program. And, again, it's a great, great way to you know, overcome the inertia of doing nothing. It helps start the conversation, and then you can start working, say, with a Tier 1 and then turn it into a Tier 2, which is $25,000, and it just builds the relationship. So anytime, anytime you can do anything like that, uh, um, it's good to, uh, uh, good to take advantage of. First part of the projects, programs that I talked about were funding research. Now, people that are looking to fund uh, um, employees or interns in their company, um, there are a few programs that are available for that. Uh, first is MyTax. So MyTax is a national organization that they fund... Um, internships for uh, primarily for uh, graduate and postgraduate students. They, uh, the basic program that they have is company puts in $7,500, my tax puts in $7,500 for a four-month block. Um, you can have as many blocks consecutively, concurrently as you want, and you just build them according to how much, uh, how much money the, the, the uh, company has uh, to put into the project like that. We do a number of these at, uh, at St. Mary's, and... After graduation, the number of students that get hired by the companies through this program is quite high because it's a great opportunity to, to test drive the students. The students get to test drive the company, and often when they graduate, uh, it's a natural, uh, natural fit. If you're looking at, uh, at uh, uh, 
uh, hiring or working with uh, undergraduate student through the, uh, the NSERC Experience Award. Um, this was the, the, the USRA uh, program earlier. Um, it's a great way to fund undergrad students. Um, company puts in uh, $11, $1,125 for a four-month block. NSERC is able to leverage that. So if you're looking to hire co-op students, looking to hire uh, uh, summer interns, and, and the work done will fit under the, the science and engineering um, umbrella. That's a, that's a great opportunity to, uh, um, to, to, to use. That program is extremely underutilized, too. So the, app, the uh, award, the award uh, percentage there, you know, I can't say it's 100%, but it's pretty close to it. So if it fits, meets the criteria, you can pretty much guarantee acceptance. Another program um, on, a, on a larger scale is uh, through ACOA's AIF program, the Atlantic Innovation Fund. These are... And this day and age, typically industry-led, they're, um, they're larger, larger projects, uh, half a million to three million dollars. They go from a year to five years. Um, within, the, within the AIF project, some of that work can then be uh, sub, subcontracted to one of the universities if, or colleges if they want to uh, partner there. Um, and then ACOA, comes, or ACOA covers a good portion of it, but then you still have to put in a lot of cash um, to cover the rest of the cost there. One thing that I don't have uh, on here, but always comes up, is intellectual property. And who owns intellectual property coming out, and who has rights to it and whatnot. There are a couple of programs where it's mandated, say the NSERC Engage, where the company gets access to the IP coming out of that. But then past that, it really depends on who you're working with, how the project is structured, and who gets access, who gets access to what. Um, I can speak from St. Mary's perspective, because we're taking... Uh, um, we're taking a different approach to how we handle um, intellectual property on most of these partnered programs. And often what you'll see if you do partner with uh, with, with, uh, with uh, academic institution is um, there's some language and uh, the company gets a non-exclusive worldwide right to the IP coming out of it with the option to go exclusive. Basically that means if there's a lot of value with the IP that comes out of that project, then you can license it, determine the terms down the road. And that's fine, and that works sometimes. What, uh, what St. Mary's has done is, with the vast majority of the, the partnership programs, if the company has a series of I, a, a suite of IP underneath it, and then we're working on a little piece on the top of that, we give it to the company. We don't want it. Realistically, we can't do anything with it anyway because there's so much underlying IP um, as well. So the companies get access to that. And the, the thought process there is, one, we want to make it easy for the companies to work with us. Um, we want the return business. I've seen too many deals fall apart, fighting over in what actually turns out to be nothing. Um, so we work with the companies. We try to make it as easy as possible, give them the IP um, coming out of some of these projects, and then with the hopes that, one, they come back for future business, um, but also if this does turn into something wildly successful, you remember wh who you worked with and how you worked with, and then you, you pay it forward. Um, so so that's, that's the mentality that, uh, that, that we're taking. Um, with, these, with, with a lot of these uh, uh, partnership, uh, partnership programs. And I just want to give a couple examples of what uh, we've done at St. Mary's with some of these partnership programs and how people have, uh, how people have, have taken advantage of them. Um, one of my favorite stories is Medmira. Medmira um, is a company that their, their flagship product is uh, it's a rapid HIV diagnostic uh, test kit. And they've been in business, I think, about 20, 25 years now. And they were working, they were getting some work done with a group in Utah um, for a number of years. And then through various outreach uh, activities, they realized that the expertise they were getting in Utah 
was found a 10-minute cab ride away from their office. Um, it was found at St. Mary's. Uh, at St. Mary's, so we had uh, a couple meetings and then put together a small uh, um, IRAP uh, Science and Technology Assistance Program um, uh, project. That was one of the $5,000 ones because one, the company didn't they didn't actually believe that we had the expertise that could help them. So this was an opportunity. They didn't have to put any cash on the table. Um, the stakes were low, but they got a chance to see what, what uh, Christa Brousseau um, was, uh, and her lab was capable of. They were absolutely blown away by the, by the quality and the, the, uh, the expertise that was available there. And they, they could not believe that, uh, that they were able to work together, especially so closely to home. So then we, uh, we put together a, a, a voucher tier one, um, put together an NSERC Engage project, turned that into an Engage Plus, um, turned that into an NSERC CRD. And then what's interesting there, so Krista, she's, uh, she's uh, in, in the chemistry department, and then through uh, um, different events that we have at St. Mary's, the company got put in contact with the computer science department, and they needed some expertise in that as well, so they're going through uh, a second engage working with uh, the computer science department. So it's the company's work used all the different programs, put them together. The labs, or MedMir has also hired some, uh, some graduate students coming out of Krista's lab, um, and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great story. Another example uh, um, partnership program that we've used uh, is Green Power Labs. They're located over in, in, in Dartmouth uh, um, in Nova Scotia. Um, they're working, doing a lot of work with the computer science department. Uh, use my tax to hire a number of students, and they've in turn hired uh, some of those, uh, those grad stu students there. They've uh, um, been awarded two vouchers, two Nova Scotia vouchers to have more funding there. Um, as well, they have AIF funding. They've subcontract, subcontracted some of that work at St. Mary's to get some of the expertise uh, uh, people, people that work on projects there. And then uh, last example, uh, Missing Link Technologies that are located in Moncton. Um, again, started off with an IRAP Science and Technology Program, turned that into Engage, and then turned that into a CRD. So these are, these are some of many examples that we have of working with companies, starting with uh, um, um, smaller scale projects, building them up. And examples like this, they're not unique to St. Mary's. You look at any springboard partner and you're going to find similar examples like this. So the opportunities are definitely, uh, definitely out there. So when you are looking at, uh, at uh, collaborative funding and, and, and trying to put together larger projects and whatnot, um, a, couple, uh, a couple words of advice. One, figure out what you need first. Um, figure out where you want to take your company. Knowing where you want to go will definitely help the conversations that, uh, that you have with, uh, with, with the various groups trying to put the pieces together. I mentioned earlier um, we meet with companies at the early stage of these projects, and then we help them walk through their, their projects. And I can't stress that enough. If you're looking at a research project, reach out to one of the Springboard partners um, at the earlier stage. They know these programs. They know how to leverage programs. Different programs you have to do before you do other programs or it makes you ineligible. Um, so it's important to lay out the, the framework first. So the, the biggest, uh, um, biggest take-home here is, is reach out to one of us, chat with us, figure out where, where you want to work, how you want to uh, put the pieces together, and uh, go from there. So that pretty much sums up everything that I wanted to say. Um, but uh, again, where the universities and colleges, especially in this, uh, um, in this funding climate, the doors are open. They want to work with you. Um, the opportunities are there to leverage, and, and there's money sitting on the table. With most of these programs, if you meet the criteria um, and the, the faculty member meets the criteria and the project is a good research project, the chance of success is quite, quite high. So there is money available. So that's it.